Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. I'm talking with Kyle Kemper. Uh, he's the director of the Blockchain Association of Canada. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Richard. How are you doing today? Getting there. Getting there. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. Um, so what does the Blockchain Association do? It may sound like an obvious question, but you know, listeners may not know. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so the Blockchain Association of Canada is um, is an industry association around blockchain technology. So we are um, interfacing with government and heads of industries to showcase the potential of blockchain technology, Bitcoin included, um, and you know facilitate the discussion um, and you know respond to media requests and act as a bit of a matchmaker as well. So, you know, there, with all the enthusiasm and opportunity in the blockchain space, it's really important that, you know, the companies are able to kind of focus on building and know that they have some representation at, uh, at an industry level to, you know, to push forth the, uh, the agenda of blockchain with policymakers and, uh, and, and officials. Yeah, it seems like there's two camps. There's the Bitcoin uh, cryptocurrency camp that, you know, are in love with uh, a store of value and being able to use it for transactions and, you know, the unbanked, et cetera, which is great and extremely important. And then there's another group that doesn't want to talk about that. And they just want to talk about blockchain technology, like the R3 consortium, um, you know, Ripple, uh, companies like that. Which one do you represent? Or do you represent both, and and who do you have coming to you yeah, more I mean, often? Yeah, I wouldn't. We were originally the Bitcoin Alliance of Canada, and you know we just rebranded to encompass a little bit more. And you know we're all certainly large kind of believers in cryptocurrency, and you know the power of of open public ledgers, um, like you know the notion of the internet versus or internet versus intranet and let's call some of these private uh, private blockchains as, as like the intranet then if we in, if we look to the history of the internet you know there was a big competition in the early days between these two parties but ultimately the open system prevails so um <clears throat> but i would also say that within blockchain technology there's also uh you know a lot of things we're talking about you know, digital content and, you know, decentralized storage solutions and digital identity and, you know, digitizing registries using you know, the cryptography or, or using the benefits that uh, blockchain integration affords. So, um, you know, we're, we're, not ex- we're not exclusive to kind of anyone. We try to be kind of impartial and, and you know, just uh, represent the, the goals of the larger, uh, the larger industry. What what kind of use cases are your personal favorite? Which ones are you attracted to just because you think they really are a great solution or you like them? Or, you know, let's talk about a few that you've seen. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, like, you know, first and foremost, Bitcoin, like, you know, digital money, digital money that's based on um, kind of sound money economics, meaning limited supply, um, 
known supply, uh, open open abilities for anybody to kind of partake in the system. Um, you know, this is this is this is the path to financial inclusion for the globe. Um, Bitcoin is you know is poised to do this. Um, you know, with all the uh, attention it's been getting and the traction and the demand. Um, you know, we're not we're no longer seeing it being usable for um, for kind of you know the small value transactions, but you know that will just present new opportunities, and you know we'll see some new solutions you know come about to solve um, you know solve some of the current issues. But I mean, absolutely, I think Bitcoin is just is just phenomenal. Um, you know, it's my it's my kind of number one. Um, number two is like digital identity. And the notion of uh, individuals being able to store pieces of digital identity in a sharded fashion, meaning, you know, each piece of identity is kind of separate. And a lot of people think when they think of digital identity, they think that, you know, it's just like, you know, it's one piece, like a driver's license. So, well, like if you think about your driver's license, there's actually a lot of different pieces of identity on there. There's like, you know, your driver's license number, which is, I guess, your permit to drive globally. Uh, but then they also have things like address and dates of birth, heights, eye colors, like each of those can represent, you know, individual specific identity components. So as we, uh, you know, as the solutions for digital identity kind of come about, um, you know, and become a little bit more kind of consumer friendly and adoptable, um, you know, we have the opportunity to, to start carrying less cards, but also um, share less sensitive information with people who, frankly, have no business having it. Um, you know, if you think about going into a nightclub and you when, when you give, you know, that doorman your 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 driver's license, your your um, the, the risk is little, but you're exposing your private keys to your digital to your to your identity. Like they simply do not need to know where you live, what your name is, what your birthday is. All they need to know is if you're over, you know, 21 or 19 in Canada or 18 in Quebec. So it's true. I mean, a lot of services are very invasive, very invasive, even low level ones. You know, it's crazy. And yeah, I mean, writing your name on a piece of paper or having it stored in 20 or 30 databases, which, uh, you know, they get hacked all the time. (laughs) I've been the victim of identity theft at least six times in my life, you know, to certain degrees, but yeah, it's a big problem. Yeah. So like, you know, we have, we, we're on the, on the precipice of solving, uh, you know, a lot of this, like, you know, hyper paper consumption, like redundant, ridiculous paper consumption, uh, and form management and mailing around of documents. It's absurd. And the costs of all these of these processes ultimately get passed on to the consumer. So, you know, there's a great opportunity for optimization, efficiency, cost cuttings. But more than that, there's an opportunity for enhanced services. And, you know, in my belief, uh, uh, an age of seamless experience. Okay. Um, so who comes to you and what what services do you provide to them? Individuals that want to start companies, existing companies, big institutions, and what do you do to help them? Yeah, so I mean, one of my roles is as the executive director of the Blockchain Association of Canada. And certainly, you know, if, if 
if people have challenges or like, you know, right now we're looking at kind of, you know, the GST debate around Bitcoin in Canada and GST for anyone who doesn't know is their general sales tax in Canada. So it's a 5% sales tax, consumption tax gets added. And there's talk of whether or not Bitcoin should be, you know, the sale of Bitcoin should be subject to a 5% sales tax. Um, We don't believe that should be the case. That makes it a, you know, that it puts a real new barrier towards um, use of it. It's more of a, you know, a currency model. It shouldn't be there. But like, you know, that's the kind of initiative that uh, companies don't want to necessarily fight that kind of a battle with their name out there. Um, but they'd like to pool together and, you know, work underneath kind of a, you know, a nonprofit association banner in order to kind of move that conversation forward and, you know, showcase, you know, why, you know, that is not a, an efficient regulation and, you know, propose, you know, better solutions. So like, that's, that's what I do like, you know, with the association, but then like, you know, on a personal side, I've been working, um, in, the space for the better part of four years now and have been working with a whole bunch of different companies from exchanges to, um, you know, I used to work with change tip for, for a, a while. And, you know, I've got a bunch of like, well, many of my colleagues in the industry are doing, you know, exciting projects and I'm you know, like assisting and facilitating and helping and advising. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of different areas to which I'm, kind of helping and um, also we're participating uh, as part of the global blockchain forum, uh, which is trying to understand, trying to kind of get across the knowledge that we, you know, government world, the, the governments of the world need a little bit of guidance with regards to blockchain. And there's many countries that are, you know, are, aren't going to be able to kind of keep up the speed. So um, through a kind of a global federation of nonprofits, we can kind of set forth some guiding principles towards, you know, assisting companies or countries be on the forefront of the technology as opposed to, you know, being followers or being behind it or at worst being detrimental to its growth, um, you know, which is, okay. which also happens. What do, what do you see as the biggest challenges, particularly let's start with Bitcoin, you know, to them, uh, to, well, it's not a them, but the Bitcoin scaling, um, falling under some onerous regulation, you know, what's, what's the biggest challenges that you think the protocol and its use is going to face in the next year or two? Like we're speaking about the Bitcoin protocol itself. Well, the whole ecosystem. Yeah. You know, Bitcoin, again, different countries want to regulate it differently and do regulate it differently or don't. So the whole ecosystem, the whole Bitcoin ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, countries can like, you know, it's important to understand where regulations can fall. Um, regulations do not, like, you can't regulate Bitcoin per se. You can regulate, like, within countries, within jurisdictions, you can regulate exchanges, you can have, you know, KYC, AML requirements and obligations, you can have a suspicious transaction reporting, STRs, um, like, you know, those are all the kind of, like, you know, rules and regulations you can have. You can have, uh, policies around, you know, capital gains taxes and losses and, um, you know, and, and, and money movement, you can, you can attempt, I suppose, to, um, you know, require people to, um, file, like, you know, at, like disclose when they do large transactions. 
But again, a lot of the voluntary stuff isn't really scalable itself and often leads to kind of corruption and people, um, you know, and an inequality because there's some people who are like, you know, are not following the rules and everybody else pays for it. So, you know, and, and I speak a lot of it in this vein, too, that this technology isn't something that, you know, needs to conform to existing regulations. We should be looking at this technology and looking at how do we update our entire regulatory systems to, you know, like, you know, to be powered and to benefit from this. One of the things I talk about at length is the, specifically the GST and consumption tax in general. In its current form and fashion, you have... Uh, businesses and entrepreneurs who are responsible for collecting sales tax and then holding on to it and then periodically doing reporting and they're able to um, like do some offsets but it's just it puts the liability on the individual and on the individual business and it uh, you know it just it just exposes them to some risk whereas with you know, with digital currency, we have the opportunity to like, you know, uh, against uh, like in, in, um, in association with digital identity and business identities to attach, you know, like GST addresses to your point of sale term terminals or to your business wallets so that on any revenue that comes in, GST is automatically allocated directly to the government account and it doesn't sit in your account. Tax collection is instantaneous, and and because of the virtues of um, you know low fees within the the crypto space, and and believe me, it's going to get we're going to get down to really low fees, um, you know, in short order, um, you know, as as new solutions come on the market, um, there will be there will be no reason for the businesses not to start getting on board, and uh, you know, speaking just. To, to a little bit of a tangent, speaking about like, you know, business adoption, a lot of people ask when is, uh, you know, when are, when is the mom and pop shop going to accept Bitcoin or when is that restaurant going to start accepting Bitcoin? And, you know, hmm. I, I don't believe that underneath the current, the current system, the way it is, like any of them would really, um, it's just not better than what we have. Like in Canada, we have pretty advanced payment tech. Like, you know, I got a credit card, it just taps, but you know, I'm still getting paper receipts. I'm not getting digital copies of, of my items. I'm not getting digital warranties. I'm not getting digital asset tokens for what I've bought. So I think like it's once we have kind of that solution that we're really going to be ready for, uh, for some serious, serious merchant adoption. Like once the solution is much better and consumers are asking for it and like, you know, and sign up is just dead simple. Like that's when we're going to see some, some, some real sign on. Okay. Interesting. Do you do you guys interface with the uh, blockchain education network? You know that deals with uh, high schools and colleges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we interface. I know uh, I know a lot of the guys over there really well, and uh, you know, fully support them, and you know, want to uh, help push it forward. But uh, you know, I will I I would be be lying if I said like you know we're actively partnered on. Um, you know, university and education and crypto education. I mean, I've done some stuff with 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 the Ben Network, um, you know, to help promote and help help educate. But uh, you know, it's, it's we just there's many different forces like this out there, helping you know push the needle forward. And um, you know, I want to be able to support and uh, you know we need to kind of validate each other as well. 
um, and, and, you know, come together towards, you know, our, our, the, the common goals. But, you know, in Canada, we have like Ben is here. It's across many of the many of the universities. And, uh, you know, they're doing they're doing great work. And I think, you know, they're poised to be an excellent organization, uh, you know, towards bringing on the, you know, the next waves of university students. Hmm. OK. Um, are there blockchain associations in other countries and how many? And, and do you communicate yeah, with those associations? Are they all under a common head or are they all uh, independent? They're, no, they're, it's very kind of, you know, distributed. There's, um, I mean, I'm part of the global, blo- we're, or we're part of the global blockchain forum. So, and that's led, that's, you know, uh, in, in, the, in the United States, there's the digital current, there's the, cha- uh, the chamber, the digital chamber of commerce. Yeah. Led by Perry and Boring. And like, they're doing fantastic work. And there's also like Jerry Brito's coin center, um, in Australia, there's ADCA, there's the, you know, there's the New Zealand, um, uh, blockchain association of New Zealand. There's the Japanese blockchain association. There's a Dutch blockchain association. There are like, there's, you know, lots of these kind of different groups working within their respective, you know, nations to, you know, I think, you know, at the, at the, at the core right now, it's like education, and some groups are a little bit heavier on advocacy, like, you know, the, the digital chamber is uh, definitely a, more of an advocacy group. Um, and and you know, they've got a big membership of, uh, of companies in there uh, who they represent. So, you know, all in all, like, you know, there are diff- there, yes, there are many different kind of associations, but there's also like, you know, loose associations too. There's meetup groups that are comprised of, you know, thousands and thousands of members. We had an event in Toronto a couple of weeks ago that we had 1,200 people register for it. And I think over 800 wow. people attended wow. it. It was incredible. We had, we had to get an extra room with a live feed. And, and, you know, we were able to attract like an unbelievable list of speakers to come out. And, and you know, in, in this vein, I think events are, are a great way to open eyes and and you know get the light bulbs to go off, give to give people their blockchain moments, if you will. That's great. Okay. Uh, any other perspectives you have because you deal with the high level speakers because you run the association? Uh, what do you see? Maybe that you know the common person that you know uses cryptocurrency or even the companies that are in the space don't see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I think it's like, I mean. I having been so involved in this for so long um, and working with so many companies, like, you know, at a, at a certain point, I feel like there's that like Neo matrix effect <laughs> where it's like, you literally look at society and see anything like, you know, from the, the UPS truck to, um, you know, to waiting in line at the grocery store to, the barcodes on the packages to listening to an ad on Spotify. Like, you know, you can see where everything's kind of going and it's going. And, you know, you can, you can say, you can sense, uh, you know, on, at a scale that, you know, there's a lot of positive momentum in this. Um, I also like, you know, we, we need to understand that like, you know, it's pretty chaotic too. There's a lot of groups working on projects all over the place. There's a lot of moonshot projects taking place, um, you know, and, and, and like, as far as Bitcoin goes, this is why I'm such an optimist about Bitcoin is because like, 
you know, when you have a thousand companies working on awesome projects, all it's going to take is a, like, you know, a couple of them to like, you know, to go viral and hit it, um, you know, to, to, to take it to the next level. Uh, I think one of the, one of the areas that we haven't seen a whole lot of um, uptake and adoption from is the entertainment industry and, you know, and the arts industry and I think, you know, once we once we start getting some influencers from over there kind of in, um, you know, we're gonna see some uptake, but definitely uh, you know, you can sense can sense it coming. Um <clears throat> one of the things too is like, you know, we're we're all kind of distributed and working on this on our own. Or not or I wouldn't say that, but like, you know, there's a lot of people all over the place working on these projects. Um, but overall, we're not seeing like, you know, we're not seeing, you know, the neighbors on it and within our social circles, like, you know, there's not mass, like within our like non blockchain social circles, there isn't kind of a whole bunch of uptake, but I would just like, you know, just tell everybody, like, just be patient. Like, you know, it's coming like when, when, when the neighbors and when your friends are starting to be on this, like, you know, we're winning and it's going to be, you know, the, the, I don't even want to speculate where the price will be, but it's going to be a lot higher than it is right now. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, Any, it's um, a, a marathon and not a sprint. That's true. Yeah. It's a crazy marathon where the runners are running all over different paths and the rules of the race keep changing and it's, and there's really yeah, no end. Really, really crazy. <laughs> like, there's there's no end to it. And a lot of people ask, like, what's success in this industry? And honestly, like, I don't, man, I don't even know. But I know, uh, I I know that the pre-Bitcoin financial system and the uh, effects on civilization of centralized monetary policy are something that I'm looking forward to their powers being reduced on mass and I'm much more looking forward and I'm looking forward to the power of the people and sound money within within currency. So, you know, that's what what keeps me keeps me driving because uh, you know, as Andreas Antonopoulos says when, you know, you have 700,000 people like an elite an elite 700 overseeing 7 billion, what happens when you flip that pyramid upside down? Um, you know, it's going to it's it's going to be interesting. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, last question: Is there anything that you'd like to bring up uh, for listeners? You know, how do how can they get in contact with the Blockchain Association of Canada or their country's Blockchain Association? Um, if they want to reach out to you and talk to you, you know, what's the best way to reach you, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm at Kyle Kemper on Twitter. I'm very available and happy to talk. I mean, I'm getting pretty darn busy with a bunch of stuff, but like you know, I like to think that I'm fairly available and I like to help people and I like to kind of match make. Um, same with same with the association. You can just reach out to us um, if you're not in Canada, and I would look for local meetup groups. I just get involved, like you know. Um, like if you're passionate about this, like you know, do what do whatever it is you love to do. If you want to get more active in this, um, you know, check out there. And if there are local groups, then you know, join them and help them and try and like bring together the community. If there aren't local groups, start a lo- local group and and message it out and and get the word out. And people will come. Like you, 
like everything starts small. Don't expect you're going to get 800 people out to your first showing. Like, you know, this is literally that like the in Toronto, it's been a growing community for like, you know, seven years now. So like, you know, we're, we're at a, we're at a pretty mature stage and, and growing, but, uh, you know, you'd be surprised what happens when, you know, you, you go on, you go on Google or Meetup, type in your local area and type in Bitcoin or blockchain and you find some like-minded people. And also like, you know, I would also recommend people to think big about if like, you know, joining entrepreneurs who are working out there, um, like, you know, think big, um, act fast fail fast ideally as well like you know don't draw a shitty project out forever um and like you know take advice and listen to advice and surround yourself with with good people and you know at the end of the day um you know i i firmly believe that you know you'll come out on top and also i would recommend everybody like you know you don't in order to get into bitcoin you don't need to buy like you know ten thousand dollars worth like Literally, you can just start buying, like, you know, a little bit all the time. Like, you know, there's services like Bitwage that can allow you to apportion a small amount of your salary, uh, you know, and get that direct to your kind of your Bitcoin. Like, think of Bitcoin as like a savings account, but also, like, you know, you can use it too. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a super powerful technology and, and, you know, and all the other cryptos too are really exciting opportunities. And, you know, there's now the whole ICO uh, emergent uh, market, and which are, which is really interesting and also really disruptive. So, you know, take a good look at take a good look at those and see whether or not your project might be right for an ICO. And if it is, you know, go after it. And um, but you know, just at the end of the day, you know, try and be true and be honest. And you know, if you're if you're going like oh you know a warning to scammers if you're going to scam like you know you're going to get caught and your reputation is going to be destroyed so don't go out there and scam people you're not going to get away with it um you know in the long term it won't work being true and honest and good is the way that you know you get ahead in this world um you know right. these these of black market wall street stuff those those are coming to an end um so well, great, Kyle. Thank you so much for taking right, the time. Yeah, I really appreciate it. No problem, man. I'm happy to. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.